And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Yo, nothing drums up the pure, visceral rage I feel like being in an elevator and people getting on floors and going up <laughs> in the elevator, but it's still somehow being to a floor before mine. Uh, it fucking drives me insane. It's, <laughs> oh my God. it's like I you're getting, you're, it's like you're getting prices righted. 10 fucking minutes to get from fucking zero to 20 because every fucking three floors we had to stop and people were going up, but not anywhere above 20. Like, I mean, that's like, like me in the Uber mean, pool. Right. I mean, they didn't – with all your Marriott points, they didn't give you a, a, your own elevator at this point? I should, they should, right? I should use a service elevator or something. Yeah, By the way, at worst, you should have like one of those Webster like, you know, pull, pulley que- systems. Question. Have you ever been in an Uber pool where you weren't the last stop to get dropped off? It's happened and I feel like I'm getting over somehow. Me, every not, time. It's not possible. It's not possible to be any stop but the last stop in that group. Every single Uber pool I've ever been in, I'm always the last stop, and it's oh, and I just I just stopped doing it after. I was like, you know what, yeah. fuck it, I'll pay the extra. Yeah. Do you three say bucks. Do you say goodbye to the people when they get out the car? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else? Have you know what else night. I noticed by the way? I've never been in an Uber pool with other men. Always. Oh, that happens all the time. Yeah. I always, That's a I setting, by the way, in Uber. That's a setting. I always get women. I always get yeah. women. But, um, so what, what what tends to happen, especially out here in L.A., because Uber drivers love talking to you, like a lot of times in the Uber pool, the driver will start a convo amongst the four of us. And so therefore, like when the guy who's also Ooh. been in the convo for the last 15, like 20 minutes, I have to say goodbye to him because yes. I was just talking to him for the last This is a good, a good podcast 20. technique. Uh, I, like I, would, I think this is a little dickish. <laughs> this is a little dickish. But I might make up a more boring job just because oh, whatever. Oh, oh, oh no, no, like that. Hold like, on, yeah. Ethan. This is where, the Amin special. Where have you been? I, I mean, I, I, I've been, yes. I've been, I've been uh, regional sales rep for the Tonka Toy Truck Company. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, HR manager at uh, County Hospital. I've been. Oh, my favorite, my new favorite is uh, I work for Marriott Corporate in oh, guest relations. Good. I travel from hotel to hotel to make sure that our standards and, and best practices are being like uh, universally applied. Every, I, I like, oh, I, and I can go, life. and I can go on. And it's and ever since I started doing that, man, life in Ubers has been so much more. Yeah, so like, like I'm, hey, I, I, I design a sort of a, a system, a filing system for HR for Target. Um, is nice. Is, I do. Well, that's um, a good one. Wait, can you can you go deeper on that? Like, oh, well, what does that entail? <laughs> oh, well, it's just a software program uh, so people know exactly who works where and it just helps – thing. It, it keeps things organized. It's just a – it's a software program. Yeah. I don't actually design the software, but it's oh, my yeah. job to make sure that that program is running properly in the right places. And there's a lot of quality control where you know I call and I, I, I check in and you know it's not exciting, but it's a living. You know, Guys, if I may, if I may. No, no. See, by the way, Ethan, real quick. 
exactly. Uh, but Ethan, you can't say it's not exciting. The trick is to make it sound like this is amazing for you. They get too embarrassed to tell you you live a boring life right. and then yeah, they yeah. just leave it You're alone. Right. No, you're yeah. right. You're right. It's like that's so, so. That's so. That's what I do. Because if you say, "Oh, I work in sports. Or I work in the NBA," and they go, even if they don't care about sports, they go, "Well, that's interesting," and they yeah. start they start asking questions, and that's perfectly human and wonderful. But I don't necessarily need to explain my life to people. <laughs> uh, if I if I may offer up a, an alternative, headphones in. Oh, it's the grace. Yeah, fake they don't care. Call. They fake don't conference call. Care. No, fake oh, conference call. call. Not oh, listen to wow. music. So you start talking to call. yourself. So I, on so the I cell get it. So I get in and I say, uh, I'll say Zach here. I'll put myself on mute, but I'll chime in. I just ham up the accent would, so they I, can't understand me, I, and then they're too. They won't say anything. Yeah. And, and then and then just every once in a while, you just you just say, yeah, 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 I agree with that. I think we should move that to Tuesday. Like, and that's all it is. And it's just every couple of minutes, you throw something in there. They'll leave you alone. Like it's. I feel I feel like you're relying on them a little too much to pick up on what a conference call is and how mm-hmm. people behave. Yeah, like if it's, they it's get- works. It's worked every time though. I, it's possible I'm just getting lucky, but it's worked every time. It's a risky play there, Harper. 60% of the time, it works every time. Works every time. No, I, 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 I can see that. Uh, I just feel like you're, you're really depending on the driver understanding what a conference call is. And that's not always, not always a, a given. This Wait, do you, do you, but do you ever get excited when, the, when it gives you a message that like your driver may be hearing impaired? <laughs> but they never are. No, no, I don't. I used to until I realized that, that's just some shit that I don't know. Like a, they get a handicap sticker for it or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> because they never. I've, got, I've gotten. I've gotten one before. I've gotten somebody who um couldn't hear us. Was legit hearing impaired. Le- legitimately couldn't oh, hear us. Legitimately sounds, didn't talk to us. That sounds like uh, a we dream. Just, we <laughs> we just drove to our destination and he nodded at us to say goodbye when we got out the car and it was it was wonderful. Oh. Five star automatic. Oh yeah, Got everyone gets five stars though, right? Like you have to really mess up to not get the five. Yeah, stars. facts. Same. The only yeah, time yeah. I didn't give a five, I didn't give five stars. I got in an accident, and it was the and it was my Same. driver's fault. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Jesus! I still gave him four. I gave three. I like like the idea. Like it was a good ride, but it was still yeah. It wasn't bad until we got hit. <laughs> was he talking Oop. to you? Um, he was talking to me. Oh, that should have yeah. docked him another star right there. <laughs> Uber journeys aren't that bad. It's when you get caught next to someone who doesn't stop talking on a plane. See, that doesn't happen <laughs> no. to me. That no. never happens to me. Even if it does, I you know headphones on and I pretend to go to sleep. Yeah. What is wrong with us, by the way? Do we just want to use these human beings as robots? Like, what's, what's what's wrong with? No, I no, what, no. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them thinking all, that they should be talking our hero? Convo. Yeah. And why aren't you like socially literate enough? To understand what somebody actually feels like engaging you and when they're just being polite. Like, why are you so stupid about this? Yeah, they don't pick up on, like, the whole one-word answer thing. Right. (laughs) Like, all right, we get it. You tried it. You gave it a shot. This person has no interest in engaging. Why are you still going with this? I get it. You're stuck with a plane and you're nervous, blah, blah, blah. I'm impressed that you guys go to this extreme length to lie, but you're still being polite. Yeah, we're gentle. Uh, yeah, I always got to be polite. Well, here, here's two things. One is I know they're not being dicks, so I don't want to be a dick back. I, I, people think I'm a dick. I'm only a dick to people who deserve it. 
That's mean. Thank you. No, thank you. People think I'm a. I'm like I'm only a dick if you bring that energy to me. Then I will come right back at it. But But most of the time, I'm I'm polite. I'm like that. You want that big that big dick energy? Big dick energy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so 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 yeah. Cover your ears, Asher. Maze, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. To hey, listen, buddy. I really don't feel like talking. There was one time that I was. It was after a really long night, and I was literally passed out. And the guy kept trying to talk to me. I'm like, bro, you, you don't see me like literally sleeping back here. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Ooh, how that was often the only time fall, I've actually said that? How often do you fall asleep in an Uber? Because I'm. That's the only real time in my life where I get embarrassed. Is if I fall, if I'm dead ass asleep, and he wakes me up. And is like we're here. Oh man, that ain't nothing, man. No, you don't. That doesn't worry you. It doesn't bother me at all. People are like, what happens if he takes you somewhere? Well, <laughs> I guess we going somewhere. Free ride. <laughs> well, there's the there's the other side of the coin, which was I I drove Lyft for a while, and I you know I never initiated conversation, but you get people who initiate conversation, or you get people who get in in big groups and just you know talk a lot. So it's I anything about a conversation, but I was drunk every single time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, exactly. a, I, I had an Uber driver pick me the up from the shift. airport. He picked me up from the airport once, then just started shitting on how bad of a company Uber was for the entire ride. That, I, actually, that all the time. I didn't mind have that that conversation. That was five one. stars. Yeah, <laughs> would have given six if I could. Dude, dude, I, when I was in when I was in America recently, you know, for about a month, I think I took about twenty Lyft drivers, and about four of them tried to sell me Bitcoin. <laughs> Is that a normal thing? I've never that had is that. not normal. <laughs> in Vegas, I got off the plane and the guy had no, his iPad out. Vegas, and he was doing Bitcoin oh, Vegas is trying to sell you everything. That was only one of them. There was one in Vegas. And there was two guys in Miami, but Miami are known for that, I think. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, not a lot of legitimate uh, or uh, tax paying gigs in Miami, I would say. <laughs> They had that there, or you're saying in general you've moved on to ski? No, ball? I, this weekend, this weekend on a Saturday night after Nate Duncan's wedding, I went to a bar, and I was told that I shouldn't go for the top left corner 100 hole, um, and that it was a fool's play, and that I, I need to go for the mid-range jumpers or the 30s, 40s, 50s. And I obsessed over that, like I obsessed over the cornhole. And next thing you know, I was I was uh, going, you know, upper top left and uh, mocking, mocking the haters and the doubters. So it was a victorious triumphant night for me. 
like a, yeah, that's right, like Asher. a true Warriors yeah, right, fan. Ash. Shoot the three. Did Nate, Duncan have, did Nate Duncan have any black people at his wedding? Um, <laughs> I hope re- people realize what I'm referencing I, there. I'm trying to remember. It was an incredible If his wedding, wedding was in San Francisco, probably not because there yeah. are no black people there. It wow. was not. It was in. It was in Atherton, California. Less uh, white people in Atherton than in San Francisco. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. It was. It was a big one. It was a big wedding. It was a big wedding. Uh, and it was lovely. Did you get drunk? I didn't. Dr- I didn't get drunk at all. Did I, you bring I, the baby? I didn't. I didn't bring the baby okay, either. Good. Allie, though, a wedding be good without intoxication. No, no, no. Well, I was. The driver. See, Nate did it right. Nate did it right. He he had an after party. People could stay at the hotel and they could really go hard. But given our circumstances with the baby, I was the driver and I was driving Allie. Allie, who hadn't really been drinking or doing anything for over a year, uh, did not need a lot to get absolutely <laughs> in there. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations. So, you know, there when's, you go. Uh, when's Asher number two coming? <laughs> nice. <laughs> The Nate Duncan wedding had a cigar bar, by the way. God. Oh, yeah. How many people were there? I don't – like I said, as, as many people as far as the eye could see. It was more people than at my wedding. Uh, that, that's, that's awesome. Were there any NBA notables? Um, as in NBA media people? Uh, well, maybe you've heard of one Danny LaRue Lara. was there, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking Danny a cigar. LaRue. Talking French. Smoking, smoking a cigar, talking, <laughs> talking French. Talking French. Uh, you know, there was uh, Anthony Slater. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one Dan Feldman. Um, nice. Marcus? You know, Dan no Marcus? Uh, Marcus was not invited. Whoa! <laughs> <Black> <laughs> you, you trying to start another controversy, game? <laughs> I did not Is know Is that this. what's happening here? I didn't know they had a, a beef. I there was a, a beef. A Timmy Good Times Bond test oh, was there. Oh God! Hey guys, it's a great wedding, um, guys. I'm trying to do. By it. By the way, um, are you are you guys already known? But I was um, incredibly shocked at how tall Tim Bond is. Yes. Oh yeah, Tim's tall. Hmm. Tim's a tall guy. I mean, not Nate Duncan level tall, but Tim's right. tall. Um. Also, Andrew McNeil, very tall. Very very first, tall, Andrew. First McNeil. time Andrew I ever. Andrew taller than Nate. He's got to uh, be. Nate, 6'7". I think McNeil's Andrew's like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, First yeah. time yeah. I walked by McNeil was in, uh, I think, Miami at a hotel, and I legit thought he was an NBA player. I was like, oh. I, The first time I saw Nate Duncan, I think, was at, like, one of those Vegas media parties that Warren Legary throws on, and I wasn't really hey, paying attention. How you doing, stud? I might have been a little drunk, and I – legitimately in a blurry vision thought it was Jeff Withy at the party. <laughs> Warren Legary was at Nate Duncan's suite. No, he wasn't. That would have oh. been great. Oh, oh that would have been. <laughs> I mean, I think Nate should have invited him. I think that he, he should have. It would have been Kerr. enjoyable to have uh, Steve Kerr at Nate Duncan. No, Steve, Steve was not at Nate Duncan's wedding. Um, yeah, you know, Nate maybe should have gone big and just, Invited some um, famous NBA people to see what might happen mm-hmm. and just exactly. see if they would show up. Um, anything uh, that you wanted to talk about in the meantime? I don't know, man. I've been out in the desert. I went right from Nate Duncan's wedding down to Temecula. I was in Temecula uh, over the weekend. It's an actual place. Temecula's got like a nice little wine scene. Yeah, they do. 
Um, it's pretty out there. I was I was there for the tail end of a bachelor. It was somebody who combined the bachelor and bachelorette parties. Uh, it was uh, it was mixed company, is what it was. Okay. Out in the desert on a farm. Um, yeah. Wait, there's combined bachelor and bachelorette parties. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's the West that's Coast of that's, America. Mm, that's that's, that's big, a weird, a strange. Thing. That's a strange happening. It is this an American be, thing or West Coast? Of it can be a fine thing, but it's usually not. It's as like fun you and your woman there. going into the stall together and taking a piss together. <laughs> like, like what? What? Yeah, <laughs> well, there, huh? Example. Why was, would you do that? <laughs> you know, it I went. Know, technically, we can, but it doesn't make any sense. Well, it was it was a great time. The only moment of friction uh, in regards to to that that happened was. Man, it wasn't last night. It was the night before where my friend, my friend Matt, you guys have met him, uh, was trying to pressure me to chug a beer because I have this odd talent where I can chug a beer really fast and I just don't want to be relax, some sort of – Relax, You're not the only one with that talent. Uh-huh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he was, trying to, he, was, he was trying to pressure me into doing it for the audience of people there at this Airbnb we're staying at and he's pressuring. He's almost playing a weird role of proclaiming that he's going to kill me at it and yada, yada, yada. And he just keeps ramping up the pressure. At one point he's like, but Ethan won't do it. I mean because he's just he's just being such a pussy. And when he says that, he's interrupted by one of the uh, friends of the, of the bride, the bride-to-be, where she says, um, we're not going to be using that word. And it was just very uncomfortable. <laughs> but it was weird. It was weird. I didn't, I didn't, know, what to, I didn't know what to say. That's <laughs> great. This is hard to explain. It's like he's kind of playing a bit. I mean, he's sort of calling me that, but it's kind of like he's pretending to be the. It, it was just he's, trying, he's pretending to play like a bro. Right? Yes, yes, because yes. he's not a he's not a bro guy. He's not, not at all. You know, but he's sort of playing that role. But then at that point, the spell was sort of broken, and he he was flustered a little bit, and um, I, I anyway. So that's that was the that was that that dynamic. But you know, other than that, I think it just depends on the couple. It depends on what they want out of a thing like that. If they want a more traditional bachelor or bachelorette party experience, I don't think mixing the two is going to work at all. But if they're not really into that stuff, then it's fine. Which usually doesn't mean it's what the couple wants. Yeah. 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 It's more what uh, the bride to be wants. Mm. Right. Mm. Are you, I, I wouldn't imagine always. there are a lot of guys who are like, cause I always, not like, I'm, not a, that's I'm not, not a big bachelor just, party guy, listen, but I, listen. I like, I'm not a strip club guy. I'm not a bachelor party guy, but like, I also wouldn't want to combine them. Weddings have yeah. nothing to do with the groom. You show up, you get married. It's the, it's, it's the ladies affair. Mm. Yeah. For the most part. Or, yeah. I mean, you know. this, is, this is a great, I had a great time though. I, I, I like just seeing my friends and being in a new setting, so it doesn't have to conform to any kind of traditional, um, any sort of traditional uh, format. Um, I wasn't hating on it. I just thought it was weird. You hear, you hear what I'm saying. Do you hear that in my voice right now? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm like, I don't want the people I, I hung out with to be insulted. <laughs> right. That's exactly what that was. But I legitimately did have a good time. I just, sure. I, 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 it, I, both things are true. Um, but I, yeah, that's did right. You chug a beer? 
I did chug the beer and it went, okay. I, I did it really fast. I had, it was, I was laughing hysterically when, when I was being pressured because part of me was just amused at how scared I was. And I had this performance anxiety where I needed to show these strangers that I could drink a beer fast for some reason. And why? Like just what, what is, like how well, fragile you is myself? Choke and you were, yeah. you were able to do it. Yeah, I was worried. I hadn't done it in a while. I was worried that I would be a dis. I would disappoint. Oh, this is like a younger man's game. Like, is this <laughs> yeah. beer? Uh, this is just a, you pull you, just a, a can of beer. You pour it into a glass. I thought this was impressive. <laughs> well, it, it's impressive if it happens. <laughs> it's impressive if it happens within under a second. Under a second, again, do you, I, do, do you understand before. what's it, it, happening? In the West. I, I have seen this before. It is impressive. Derek Fisher, 0.4 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but then it gets weird. Then it gets man. weird because then people will, will make certain jokes and they'll go, like, do you open your throat or something of that, of yes. that? Nature. I thought that myself, yes. by the way. But, but it's uh, also so. crazy. It's such a strange thing to say because it's almost like if somebody jumps really high going, do you not have kneecaps? You know, like, no, it's just some people can jump higher. Some people can run faster. It's not. There's no magical thing that happens beyond you can drink it faster than somebody else can. You know, there's no. Uh, anyway, I, I don't even know. My son is I'm bouncing my son and he's looking at me like I'm strange is what's happening. Are we just killing time until Amin comes on, or what are we doing here, bros? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're not killing time. We're podcasting, Was. Oh, we're podcasting. Are we actually? Are we actually? Pod- are we actually podcasting? We're, we're, we're yes. gonna call We've been recording this entire time. time. Of course, like this is Jake. great. People are gonna love this. Are you kidding me? I have. We, been, I have been have bringing any my basketball to talk about. I, uh, I haven't been bringing well, my podcast energy. I've been talking like a regular person. Oh, I need no, to you be were, all wound up. You were great. You were fantastic. I wanted to provide to you some parent advice, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Ash gets a little bit older, uh-huh. uh, be wary of YouTube videos that oh, feature. I love the YouTube videos. They're great. YouTube is uh, great for especially with three three kids. You you need it. It's like a third parent. Mm-hmm. But be wary or, of. Or in some cases, Jade a second. Be, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Be wary of the videos with the cool father, you know. Because oh, there's you don't want to look back. There's these videos with like the the coolest dad ever playing toys with his son, and now I'm getting strange <laughs> looks from Grayson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. um, well, he does like these are dads that don't say no, that don't caution in any way. Like don't say be careful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it's a problem. Watch out for I, these videos. I people. already want to be the bad cop. I think I, I want to be. I was getting the stink eye from my friends this weekend when I was describing what I wanted. Um, I, I just want to just constantly pressure my child um, in order to uh, succeed. I've decided I want to steal the culture of uh, of first generation immigrant parents because I, I look at it and it seems to work well. And I want to uh, I want to apply that. To uh, to my son. That's what I want to do. That's the I plan. What, I think what you do is you 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 start to play the role of bad cop, but then to uh, keep a little bit of of like you know kind of credit with them, you then call a mean, and he gets to finish the bad cop job, right? Because uh, a mean will love to. If you just said like a mean, I need you to yell at some white kids. Like he would love. Yeah, that. Uncle a mean. Yeah, he would. So a mean, a mean is the boogeyman. In other words, you're yeah. threatening right. your kids with calls from a mean. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to have to do some parenting right now and try to find a toy to just shake in my son's gentle direction. I can't I can't imagine that Jade is the strict father, by the way. No. But Me neither. No chance. No, but there's no Kian, but there's certain things that kids do, especially at the age of four and five, that endanger their lives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Wait, Jade, do you want to go any further here? You, you no, you just they're, they're they're just, you know, you gotta so for instance, I I, I bought him a, a, a nerf blaster uh the other day. Right. And so oh, he's been watching court. this video on YouTube. And of course, you know, it's all fun and games with the father. However, these things are fucking dangerous, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so you have to, you know, don't do that. Or, you know, and then you have to reprimand them for doing something. And then you're like, oh, shit. Now I'm that guy. You know, mm. you see, if you opened with I buy my kids a Nerf blaster, I'd be like, yeah, that's good. Definitely. <laughs> People who don't – I'm already on this camp, this annoying camp of people who don't have kids don't know. Um, and I know it's an annoying camp, but my friend – I was trying to tell him that I, I literally couldn't do my job with my with my baby at home. Like, it was literally impossible, and we needed to find some daycare. And he's going, come on. It's like, what? He's just a baby. It's fine. It's just – Dude, you have no clue. <laughs> no, it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. Now, you don't you don't need to have kids you, to understand that. I sat next <laughs> to some woman with three young kids the other day, and I was just amazed she could keep them alive. No, my daughter can give a shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I felt I felt the pain. It's been a while since I felt the pain of uh, of the audience, but you mentioned something that on the on the mailbag before I got on on Friday about like bad stuff your kids do and then it got bossa nova that I, I really needed that story uh, you want to know now oh man sure oh. i mean bossa nova oh. again oh i was saying <laughs> that we're running this back <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and we're back <laughs> i want to go back to being bossa nova i can't was at the wedding you know someone's gonna reply to this pod and say oh yeah there is basketball on the wnba is on so i'm just doing it now before someone's comments are the games going live can't worry about about twitter i will give oh uh, october 5th we are performing a live show at the bell house in gowanus brooklyn new york city uh there are literally four tickets left and also because of uh, people that couldn't make it i think three vip tickets so if you want those dm me oh jade underscore hoy yeah are you giving those away i am going to resell them there you go oh so you refunded the people that bought them yep mm-hmm. that was a bad move price oh, is if, no price uh, is going up on these these are special vip one of the Double one of those purchases was from latvia However, he can't um, make it. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, Jay. Chris Stapps is going? Yes. He was, not anymore. Um, 
Anyway, we can start. Waz, you want to start it up? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a Tuesday edition of the Summer Vacation Basketball Buds podcast. I'm your gracious co-host, Big Wozni. On the line, straight out of Ireland, is my guy, Kian Fahey. He thinks he can now drink Ethan. Trust me, he said that before we started the show. Zach Harper, who has turned into Billy Blank the last three weeks. <laughs> Every time I freaking go on Instagram, the guy's working out and killing it. Uh, my guy, Ethan Sherwood-Strauss, out in the Bay Area. The super producer, Jade Hoy. And we're waiting on Amin Darth Amin L. Hassan. Um, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's drinking, eating. I don't know what he's doing, but we're waiting on Amin. Uh, what's up, guys? Amin is threatening some children. Amin is tracking children, his own children, I hope. No, threatening some <laughs> children. <laughs> threatening. Oh, I'm sorry. His, I mean, own, his, his own children, I hope. I think it's Los Angeles Amin right now. So mm, That's what I'm saying. See, once he said that, I was like, hmm, we'll see. Yeah. Mm. I wish I'd known. I was just in L.A. I was in L.A. today. I was in the oh, Burbank airport. Thanks for the fucking oh, insight. Right. I was just about to get hot, Jesus. Zach. I was just about to feel away. Uh, our good friend, our pal, Henry Abbott, emailed me uh, this morning and and was asking me if I would be around Brooklyn today. Oh, really? And I was like, I was like no, Henry, I live in Los Angeles now. That's awesome <laughs> that he did that. Yeah, 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 man. I was I was very humbled by that uh, by that email. Nice. I'm sure you had like some amazing freaking food. Uh, anyway, I wanted to gather you guys because the big news of the day yesterday was the Colin Kaepernick Nike uh, news. I thought you guys all probably have great opinions on it. Oh, I, I man. So I, I was in the Temecula desert. I was in Temecula, which, by the way, nobody at the thing I was at knew about this. Knew about the joke. Yeah, knew about meet me in Temecula. I, I explained it to them. I said, this place is actually it has some meaning in my world and, uh, <laughs> I, I explained it to them and they were odd and wowed and so I get back and then I just look at my old Twitter machine I think I see the advertisement and I kind of shrug I don't think too much about it um, and then I look back and I swear to God I don't know if this is just the people I follow or if this was legitimately huge news it might have been the majority of tweets on my timeline for a day and a half pertain to this damn thing I don't know. What was it like that for you guys? Yeah. I mean, also again, we got to we got to remember it's super slow in sports. Like the NFL technically hasn't really started yet. And even though this is kind of an NFL story, it's not. The guy ain't been in the league in two two plus years. Uh but yeah, it felt like it was the biggest story on my timeline cuz it's like all of my culture is converging whether it be rap, whether it be uh, obviously NBA, football, everything, literally everything is converging on this, this one story. So yeah, it was pretty big, man. I think I, I fall into this trap a little bit. I know, I think a lot of people in the NFL world do. Whenever anything with this topic happens at all, we kind of just all go into our same tweets that we've all sent 10 times, 20 times over. And the reason is it's because you always get a reaction with them. Like, so I, I think that's probably why it took over. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say this is a quiet time of the year last. The NFL, pretty much once preseason starts, they're all going wild for, for football. Mm, that's fair. I, I guess, you know what? That, that speaks to my own bias. Um... When you combine Colin Kaepernick, a black man being denied the right to work in America, 
with the fact that my favorite football team, the New York Jets, are freaking awful. It's been pretty easy for me to ignore the NFL since this became a thing. Right? Oh, you're not a Sam like, Darnold guy? Ah, come on, man. Come on. And then when I saw Tony Romo talking about, he's the next me. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, Romo. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, like Sam Donald in college. I was like, yo, this guy looks sloppy. And it's just because he looks like a potato. disciplined. That's what it is. He has a fat face. It's hard to get behind a quarterback with a fat face. Just yeah. like Irish burger, But it's tough. Leprechaun and potato so far you've got. No, not leprechaun. Who said leprechaun? You did. No. That was what that was that was before we started recording. Okay, I have no idea when we started recording. Yeah. Well, neither do any of us again. (laughs) Let me start with this then. Uh, Quote, I think this is likely to be the single most disastrous marketing decision in the history of sports. Clay Travis. Clay Travis. Well, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard to. I still don't don't know who that is. He retweeted me the other day, which is weird. Clay, Clay Travis, I think, might – okay, so I think Clay Travis is right about some things, but he's a little ideologically dug in on this issue considering that his book that he's coming out with is literally called Republicans Buy Sneakers too. It is hard, I think, to be unbiased from the perspective of a Clay Travis if this is a test of your very hypothesis that undergirds your book. Um, you have to believe, as he believes, that this is a disastrous decision for Nike, because if it isn't, then it completely disproves the thesis of your book. So, I, I, of course, he has to go down that path. I, that, that just he seems has to, to make sense. He go down the path that literally the greatest marketing engine in the history of America doesn't know what they're doing, but Clay Travis does. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, that, like that makes absolutely like just whatever. I'm actually curious just, about that, though, like yeah, in terms look, of the, I, the I, he might he might. I wouldn't say he's right because that's hyperbole. I don't think it's going to be the most disastrous decision, but he could be right that it's a net negative. I don't know. I mean, I can't predict. I, we're talking about predicting collective human behavior. And while I certainly agree with everybody who said that they did this for the money. That doesn't necessarily mean that it is the right decision in pursuit of the money. I mean, Nike has made some bad decisions from the top. They've uh, gone heavy into uh, wearable technology at a point that didn't seem to redound to their benefit, for instance. Uh, So I don't know how it's going to work out. I just know that he certainly has some incentive to see it from a certain way and to uh, believe and hop on any evidence that would validate his thesis is what I'm saying. I think I think this is one of those issues, though, where the people who love Kaepernick love him a lot more than the people who hate him, hate him. Interesting. That could be true. But it's also it's, it's also the people who love Kaepernick don't have to give up anything from this. But the people who hate him have to actually like go out and burn their shoes or whatever. So there's right. actually some little thing that's going to fight against them uh, giving giving up on him or giving out about him. But also like meaning there I don't think there are people who actually quit the NFL because this one dude and a couple of other players decided to kneel during the anthem. I know for a fact that there are people who stop watching football because they boy- they blackballed this dude mm. for no fucking reason. Like these the the pro Kaepernick people are way more dug in on this issue because it speaks to something much bigger and something much more personal, man. Like 
straight up and down, like this is just a work issue for somebody like me, where it's just like the dude is good enough to play. And we see shit like, mm, I don't know, Johnny Manziel. Right. Like we see or or even a Tim Tebow, we see people we've seen the NFL bend over backwards for certain people to give them chance after chance after chance after chance. And I'm not even talking about a Josh Gordon type of dude who, again, yeah, he happens to be black, but he happens to be one of the best players at his position. Right. Like Tebow and Manziel were never at a point where they were going to be as good as Tom Brady is. Right. Or I'm even a here, here's the one you need to point to, and you know you might know him because he played for the Jets. Christian Hackenberg, who like physically can't throw the ball, oh. is on his third. He's on his third team <laughs> since Kaepernick got. got, got I mean, league. I mean, it, it just goes without saying. So this is like a work issue to me, and I think what a lot of people see is like Nike, Nike, a biz, a business that everybody would agree is one of the most well-run businesses that we have in the country. And that goes from straight up making money to straight up culture, like the straight up cultural shit, right? Like we have these companies that nobody's ever heard of. They make a lot of money. So, you know, therefore we would say, yo, this is a great business. They make money. Then we have companies that don't really make a lot of money, but they have like a crazy cultural imprint. So we say, this is a big business. They're culturally impactful. Nike does all of that shit. Right. So we're talking about basically the smartest people at American capitalism that exists and the fucking NFL thinks it's bad business or or they don't think it's bad business. They just have a personal problem with the dude, which, again, is even worse in, in, in like in my opinion. Right. Like NFL being stupid at business is not personally offensive as the powers that be over there, the Jerry Joneses and the the goddamn fucking Woody Johnsons of the world are personally offended by what Kaepernick, what he did, what he stood for, blah, blah, blah. And so collectively they decided to kick him out. I think that's what this shit speaks to. It's not like, oh, Nike's so woke. We love Nike now, blah, 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 blah. It's just like they obviously made a calculation that the NFL, for whatever reason, didn't. Well, yeah, but here's, here's the thing too: is like it's a, I think it's a brilliant decision, in the sense that, look, I don't think it's gonna get them whoever they want because on some level they already kind of had that. But by committing to the athlete, right, committing to the to the the cause or whatever, whether this is a business decision or not, doesn't that set it up for future athletes who have been following this and agree with Colin Kaepernick and all this stuff and going, you know what, I kind of would like to sign with Nike. Like, doesn't this just improve their pipeline? Like, they didn't have problems necessarily getting guys in the first place. But if anything, it just improves their pipeline, not just in football, but throughout all sports on some level. I I disagree with that. I think they're committing to the bit. I see this as I see this as an extension of literally just do it. Um, I'm not a role model. Charles Barkley. Like, I see this as an extension of, quote unquote, edgy Nike marketing, whatever. Like, this is a lot more serious. How many? How many? But how many people, like how many future athletes are going to look at it as that, or how many future athletes going to look at it as them that's going with the point. issue, Maybe right? So. Like that's true. Well, here's the thing: the only like the big loss to them in terms of making deals and stuff like that would be the NFL owners. But in March, they signed a ten-year extension, so they can literally turn around to the NFL and say, "You can't touch us until 2028." So no matter what they've done now, it's not going to cost them pretty much anything with the NFL. Maybe with the fan base, but not with their deals and their and their already their already established market. There.
were talking about uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, I mean, where, where are you with the Nike campaign? Are you going to buy Colin Kaepernick protest branded apparel when it drops? Um, I, I, you know what? I think I am for, for, for the reason that I want, I want, much like when Black Panther came out, much like Crazy Rich Asians and all that stuff, I want them to be successful. Right. <laughs> and that may not necessarily like Crazy Rich Asians is a, is a rom-com. I don't like rom-coms at all. Gotcha. But like to me, I understand how important it is for that movie to be successful so that it can open the door for other movies that are not your typical cookie cutter white Hollywood movies. And so in that sense, I understand the greater duty that I have in supporting this. And by the way, I also think that like the, the intentions are in a good place. It's kind of like uh, when I was watching The Shop the other day, and uh, Gerard Carmichael was like, Hamilton is trash. And why I loved it. So I, I loved it too. I thought it was funny. That upsets that said, me, by the way. No, but, but and, and he's right. The level of rapping in Hamilton is very, very rudimentary. But that's not the point of Hamilton. The point of Hamilton is this, the hottest show on Broadway is an all-ethnic show. Right. Yeah. It's, all, it's also not to be digested as a rap album, yes, but as a yes. musical. But, but right. beyond that. So why do people buy the rap album then, Zach? Well, why uh, do people buy the music to Wicked? Like you'd like the music. You the like best the, songs, the best songs the in the best songs in Hamilton aren't aren't rap. The best songs in, in Hamilton are, are traditional. And, and they're not even rap. They're really just the white man. Yeah, exactly. The white man who saw Hamilton. I'm saying the best songs <laughs> in Hamilton aren't rap. It's not. It's, it's not like, even. Yeah. But it's not even rap. It's like it's really spoken word, right? Like sure. what the, yeah. But that's but all of that is neither here nor there, right? The point of Hamilton, like I said, is this play which was written by a dude from Washington Heights, a Hispanic dude from Washington Heights, and features an all, like, ethnic cast. It's important to be supportive of that beyond, beyond like, what you actually feel of that content because you know a big success like this will open the doors for other, like, off-the-beaten-path type uh, projects to get made. And so, in, in all that sense, like, Colin Kaepernick's apparel. Am I here so foolishly thinking that Nike is just all of a sudden grew a conscience and they really care and they care about all this stuff and like, hey man, this out of a bottom of our dumb old hearts, we're actually risking stuff. Like, no, I understand it's a business play and it's a business play that's probably going to play very well for them. But I also understand that Colin Kaepernick deal is worth millions. Like, this is a big deal. This isn't just kind of like, hey, we're giving giving them a apparel deal. He got a big deal out of this. And so it's important, I think, because I support his position, I support what he's talking about and, and kind of what he's about, it's important for this to be successful so that the next time there's someone who stands up for the right cause, like, it won't, it won't be like, well, remember when we all did that for Kaepernick and then, like, he sold six shirts and three sneakers. Like, right. I, I, I don't want yeah. that to happen. Yeah, but but Amin isn't doing isn't supporting these things based on race. Isn't that a racist type of way of viewing uh-huh. entertainment and consumption? <laughs> yeah. That's all I hear. Like if you're doing it just because it's a minority doing it, racist, that's racist against white people. Yeah, it's, it's racist, yeah. <laughs> that is. That's what I've yeah. heard. That's why isn't there? The why internet. isn't there? Why isn't there a white entertainment television? Exactly. <laughs> we call it Crazy rich white people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, like as I like to call, it, like why is there white entertainment television? There is. You haven't seen it? No. What's it called? 
NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox. Bravo. <laughs> Why isn't there a HBO? sneaker company called Skechers that sells white sneakers? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why don't we have we that? I was talking about this with uh, actually with, with uh, Stan Verrett today. Uh, like people say, oh, I'm not gonna buy Nike. So what are you gonna do? You gonna wear Adidas, the brand that has all the rappers? Are you gonna right. wear Under Armour, the brand whose biggest star said "F you" to Trump? And <laughs> are you gonna? Are, what are you gonna wear? What, like, what's left? Puma, the brand that hired Jay Z as the as the creative director. What's left? And we we're like New Balance. <laughs> We'll see. If, we'll see if well, New Balance skyrockets. Stepped, you know, remember they stepped in it um, a, a while back. They had to. They had to relax a little bit. They had to fall back a while back over some shit related to this. I think you guys uh, like you could be right about this, but I wouldn't be shocked if you're wrong. Uh oh, that's a I don't know, guys. Wrong, wrong what? Wrong how? No, like this doesn't that this doesn't work well for Nike. I mean, it's not hard to see how you're already seeing it. I mean, part of the issue, and this is why it's so hard to project from a corporate perspective. Uh, it's hard to project how these conversations are eventually going to go. You can say, hey, this is our target demo. Hey, we don't need this particular demo, and if they're not buying our stuff, that's fine. But the way these conversations tend to go, uh, there's a game of moral one-upsmanship. Once you start to signal that you are virtuous in some sort of fashion, uh, people start trying to hold you to that account to where I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing a story about, yeah, it's great that Nike did this for Kaepernick, but look at what they did with Larry Nasser and MSU. Look at what they did. I didn't even if I, I mean, I'm sure if you quizzed me on it, I could have told you that Nike – uh, was the uh, was the rep and was the brand for Michigan State, but I wouldn't have connected them to that whole incident. But that becomes the game of it. It becomes this odd game no, of you see, did this, that game doesn't but what last. about you know? Yeah, that's, 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 except, that's, it doesn't last. Except that. just today, I was reminded. I, I they presented a an infamous um, molester and the Nike brand that doesn't happen without them trying to be virtuous on Kaepernick. I only cite yeah, that well, as an example so, of so, how so, unpredictable so, these things So, so Ethan, the, the problem is that's all, not only one will not last, it is also viewed through the very myopic lens that Ethan is usually the guy who brings up all the time. That's just fucking Twitter, man. No, right. I agree. Like, I like, agree. Like, but but you start getting hit when you're out in front like this. You start getting hit with you're a hypocrite because you're not doing this. But, but then what about hip, that? Everybody... A lot 10, of 10,000 followers of Big Rich or John Rich or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, I mean, I, I agree with you that that is probably an example that pertains to the absolute margins, but I cite it as an example of it's hard to predict how these things go. Yeah, it's hard shit, to predict. That shit gets picked up you, on the airwaves, though, I mean. It I'll does. Tell, I'll, you know? tell you, I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you the, meme, the meme that I saw more than anything uh, out of this was the black and white picture of Kanye, and it says <laughs> – like in the same kind of vein, so slavery, slavery is an was a choice. Is, yeah. a, is an, is an option or is a choice or whatever. Like yeah. that, like it's it, at the end of the day. First of all, the the no matter how we feel, that um, that audience for these things is still extremely limited. And second of all, like Wa said, it is short lived. A week from now, no one's gonna remember that. Shit. Here's my thing: Nike it, has been skating on sweatshop labor, dude, for real. In Asia for years, this shit's been on 2020. Dateline, blah, 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 blah. They've Since been the skating on horrible behavior. I don't think actually Ty, lining up never, with an edgy campaign is going to make them look crazier. I just, did they ever drop Tiger Woods? Nope. No. They, like, like, like they, they had a bunch of... Oh, no, I'm, they, they, they have a bunch of statues of dudes on campus. They're all like shitty human beings. Like, I mean, are we going to talk about Kobe again, Zach? I mean, yeah. I mean, they they're they're mired in a recent sex scandal as well, and that's getting brought up today too. I, look, 
If I had to make a bet, I don't think this matters either way. I don't think this influences the bottom no. line. Yeah. But, but isn't but isn't then that a win that they did do this and it didn't negatively so, yes. affect them? It's 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 That's like a win. it's like it's like uh, Mike Tyson saying I can sell out Madison Square Garden masturbating like has it. <laughs> Like, it, it, like, I'm, I'm not sure if I follow you. <laughs> no, no, like, like it's the idea is that like I can even do this, or like something. I mean, how I much can, are the tickets? Or no, but, or like Trump. Louis yeah, C.K. can't. It's pronounced masturbating. Yeah, or like, or like Trump saying I could shoot someone in Times Square and I'll still get elected. Like that's the point. The point is, like, is it a risk? It's only a risk if it if it if it there's a, a possibility that this backfires tremendously. But like, it won't backfire. So it doesn't have to profit them immensely. It's not like shooting Trump shooting someone in Times Square would give him the groundswell to to uh, election victory that he really needed. Is the idea that I could do this and it would not impact my march to success through for- through through nine eight nine thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time of today. Nike had earned forty three dollars in in media. Had generated forty three million dollars. Sorry, I want to say forty three dollars. Maybe I'll take that all back. Right. <laughs> $43 million in earned media, 10, $10 million of which was negative. So this $32 million of which was either positive or neutral. Like, it's like, it's easy. Well, also, they're, they're bringing people over from the other side with this. Like, there was a GQ post of the on Instagram of the, of the Colin Kaepernick advertisement. Tom Brady liked it. He gave it a heart. They Tom Brady's on the other side? Uh, <laughs> Uh, slow, uh, slow down, Zach. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just remember a hat. That's all I remember. Oh, so I, I just I, – I, I am – I'm just a little bit skeptical. I think you guys aren't no, you, necessarily assessing this objectively. And no, no, the, right. uh, no, no, Kaepernick, right. the majority the of people – really the, the, yeah. the, the, the majority of people in the United States – Tony Allen is different. Tony Allen is different. You're right, man. Like, the, majority, <laughs> the majority of people in the United States do not like Colin Kaepernick. Polling but, data. Okay. Okay. By, by over sixty percent. Let me talk. Let me talk. Over sixty percent of people do not like Colin Kaepernick and do not support kneeling. Yes, this is this is the okay. case. Okay. Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick has called police murderers. He called them murderers. Maybe there's some sympathy for such rhetoric, but the police repeatedly in polling data, according to Gallup, are one of the most popular institutions in America. Maybe not on Twitter, maybe not in media Twitter, but this is the case for the country. It is not crazy to say that maybe, just maybe, a lot of people are going to be put off by this, and many of those people would be the type of people who buy a lot of shoes for their kids, and they're not going to want to buy those shoes. If I have to make a bet on it, I would say probably it doesn't go either way. It probably doesn't move the needle either way, but it's also not crazy to say that it could. It's hard to predict such things. You basically took every position right there. That's right. just a hedge. That's like literally like it could go either way or it could go bad. It could go good or it could not actually Being not do anything. popular is I, not as important as you think, Ethan. I, like, I don't know why you not, think I'm saying you're matters not, here. I'm saying you're not taking seriously the potential for downside is all I am saying. That is what, what I'm kind of downside are we talking about? Are we talking about the kind of downside you forecasted in the Steph Curry's about to beat Nike by himself? I'm that's talking downside. Talking about but the kind that's of downside. Not, like, that's downside, but that's not market. something Nike can't eat. <laughs> like their, their fourth quarter, their fourth quarter numbers will be higher than last year's. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, I, I wouldn't say that because of well, a lot of trade. Uh, 
uh, tariff talk. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Like, you know, the, the a very irrational, erratic person uh, has a lot of influence on trade. <laughs> so that's incredibly, that's incredibly hard to predict. Vis -a -vis Mark the it down, Jay. Play this shit in January. <laughs> it, um, is this is this a known thing or I'm not I'm guessing maybe not in this podcast except for Ethan, but is the Nike are taking over the MLB jerseys in twenty twenty? And does anyone think that's gonna affect that at all? Oh, I that'll hurt their that. business. Hmm. But they're gonna have the they're gonna have the NBA, the NFL, and MLB. I don't know like how what sort of percentage of their income uh, comes from that, but they're pretty much in control except for NHL guy who's going to be really mad about all this. I don't know. I think those people see this Nike shit as just in line with the kind of shit they see in movies. You know, liberal elites, bunch of people who think they're so fucking woke and are faking it. I don't think they're yeah. going to be like, oh my God, I hate this company forever. Right. Those people right. still go to the movies. They still watch a lot of the same shit we're watching. All that. Way, I don't think they're going to be moved the way, to like hate Nike now. They're just going to see them as more liberal posers. And by That's the how way, they look at liberal. The, the idea of like, yo, I'm boycotting Nike. All right, until my kid wants a LeBron jersey for fucking Christmas. Right, and won't show up about it. Or a Tom Brady jersey, or like right. think of think of the, the athletes that they think are good. Ni right? Nike is like, ba Nike is banking on the laziness of America's parents. Pretty much. Thanks. Which Pretty is much. which is the biggest industry we have. <laughs> well, I think there is something there is a potential downside that it's not the kind of downside that Clay Travis is talking about. It is not the kind of downside that some popular uprising against Nike. And it's it's a boring, more subtle downside that a lot of people are just tired of this. I think it's the same downside that I saw for Trump when he was bringing up. Kaepernick for the umpteenth time where I just thought he was bringing up something that a lot of Americans had divested from one way or the other. And they just kind of want the uh, the issue to go away. I think people might feel that way. Generally, the apolitical people and they just have a sense that Nike is attaching itself well, to an issue that they're just a little bit tired. of. Well, how does it play out, though, like marketing wise? That's what I don't know. Like what will as we, far what, as how they market, what, what like the Kaepernick, the, the Kaepernick ones. I mean, are we going to see? Are we going to see? Are we going to see Nike ads that that show um, black people getting shot? No, hell, yeah, yeah, hell, I'm just that's a great question. Be wearing I mean, what are we talking that's not about what it's here? Gonna be. I think what we're talking about is the Colin Kaepernick um equivalent of remember the the first Nike LeBron commercial after he signed with Miami and it was like should what I do should this I, what should blah, I do blah, blah, blah. what should I do but it's going to be something like that like by the way if we want to question if we want to question but, but, Nike but that was a misstep about? of theirs but what is this about is that that's what I'm saying like mm -hmm. Yo, by the way, see, see yeah, I don't see I don't see, think this is about police brutality. I think it's a dude no. getting blackballed. <laughs> like that's what I think this 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 like campaign is about. I think it's about Kaepernick. See, I don't that's, actually that's, think that's it's problematic. About the cops. That's problematic, and that's antithetical to his cause. He said that, right? But I, 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 think, I, I think I don't agree with yes. that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with the idea that a dude could get blackballed from working. And what? By the way, he's one of the best players in the, one of the most competitive positions that we got in the fucking country. Period. And a for, guy for that high skill competition could get blackballed yeah. for speaking yeah. his mind. Maze, when, when, when he had a functional offensive line, yes, he was I one of the best. I thought it was about social mm. justice. When he I mean, he's, he's one of the Maze 30 best in the world. Yes. We go on with this? 
Oh God! Based, based, based. He was one. He had no offensive line the last two Maze. years there. You know, you was, know what happened? You know what happened, Maze? You got Joe Montana, and then you got Steve Young, and even a little bit of nice Jeff Jeff Garcia. You never lived Elvis through the Gerback. Yo, hold on, hold on, you hold on. You never lived through Tom playing hold quarterback. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Maze, Maze, this is real easy. Maze, Israel is is he a starting caliber quarterback? Yes, no, that's what I'm saying. Like he's okay, he's so, one of the thirty best. Okay. In the league, out in the of, world, in the world, out of seven billion people, but one of the like, best makes it sound like he, you know, he's a top five, top ten. No, guy, but the idea is, it, 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 it might be top twelve. It might be top twelve. But but no, but it's but it's irrelevant, Zach. Like the idea is, he's not twenty nine or thirty. Right. right? Yeah, like, he's certainly he's not, certainly he's not, not eighty or ninety. Where he's, he's, he's not one hundred and eighty quarterback spots in the league. He's yeah. not one sixty. Yeah. He's yeah. nowhere near that. It, it's for, it's for, an easier it's an easier argument with Eric Reed because Eric Reed is like pretty much flawless as a player, and no one has any interest in him. Right, and exactly. nobody wants to pick him up. And he's got no deal. Fair, defense is And Jerry Jones has no safeties. Right. But no, nah, it's cool when you whoop your woman's ass, though. We'll take a flyer. That's cool. Like to me, that's why I, I don't Jay, know. Jay, excerpt that to use against Waz later. Sorry, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's to me. That's a crazy issue. If you know, if we're talking about the fucking United States and oh, I need to, I say what I want, well, freedom of speech and blah blah blah. Like you know, you get to walk around with uh, our black president in a noose or in a monkey suit, and you get to say and do whatever the fuck you want, and it's cool. But you know why but, that is, you know why that is was is, and I think Ethan was the one that brought this up a long time ago. Might have been talking about Barstool or something like that. But the idea is when the transgression transgression committed. Is a transgression that the decision maker thinks I could have done that once upon a time, and then it's like I'm willing to overlook it. But if it's a transgression that I would never do that, then they're not willing to overlook it. So Absolutely. the idea, like ah, I got in an argument with my girlfriend one time, it kind of she shoved me, and I reacted. Yeah, I might slap like, up. I, like, I, I, no, or, or, like, or I'm, I might have done that. Oh, I've got a good example. I've got I didn't a good mean example. To do that. I've mm-hmm. got a good example where. You know, if Louis C.K., we were talking about last week, had uh, recklessly driven and killed somebody with his car, you know, that would be a situation. He's selling out shows tonight. Yeah, but so few people have some kind of odd, twisted, deviant fetish in the way that he has it. Yeah, that that it's just – it weirds people out. Well, not to go too off off the rails, but like in discussing this online, which by the way is a terrible terrible decision, but like – but that's like – it was amazing to me how many people that at least like were reacting to me when I was talking about it on Twitter were, were like, well, yeah, all he did was masturbate from him. Like, that's not traumatic. It's like, so, what are you talking so, about? So, so Zach, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually one of the people that thinks that like Louis CK is getting railroaded a bit in a sense that people equate what he did to way more heinous crimes, right? The people, the actual real predatory monsters what sure. he did was not yeah. cool what but he what did, he did was still predatory it, like it, yeah it, it, it is but it also it, it can't they can't all be death sentences i guess is what i'm saying right like because then it, it cheapens how we feel about harvey sure. weinstein and how we feel about kevin spacey and guys like that like that that's the kind of way i feel like louis ck yes he fucked up it's not a slap on the wrist for this dude that lost every every kind of major uh, uh, production deal that he had to have to now like go, like basically sneak his way into clubs to perform like that's not like oh that's just a slap in the wrist no it's not it's a pretty right. he got he or, got 
he, he got like punished, man. Right, but I mean, but like like you guys were talking about with the the people who like you know had those kids get smoked out for a nah, viral man. video or whatever, right? No, what I'm saying is <laughs> uh, like on in a similar vein, like okay, if Louis C.K. gets hammered for this, like Louis C.K. Does that set a precedent to curb that oh, that, that behavior other, in some level? Right? Louis, like, you talking about deterrence? Yeah, but I, I don't, oh, I don't, no. I don't know, I don't know oh, if, no. yeah, I don't know, I don't know if, if what happened to Louis C.K. If you're that deviant, like to get off on jerking off, oh, I mean, it's a, it's a, you have a, you have a, uh, some sort of mental disease. At yes, some point, right? and and, like, yeah. the, and the other thing also is the common thread between Louis C.K. and Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein and all this stuff. It's not like you have deviant behavior. It's that you have immense power. And, and when you have immense power, it's really hard to keep into uh, focus that, oh, but I'm still I still could be held accountable for this. Sure. Right. Like, uh, you know, uh, can we can we get this back on the on, on the rails? And so can I give a tepid take? Can yeah, you give let a tepid take it real quick? But go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job. Good job, boss. <laughs> um, I OK, so there's a take that I'm not seeing on the Internet. Uh, because everybody's in their different camps of pro Nike Kaepernick uh, anti, I feel like they could have used a better photo. That was just my immediate oh, yeah. reaction. Oh. Yeah, I walked into the I walked into the Burbank Airport. Oh, I look at the TV and I see this dude's black and white photo. He's looking solemn and they're discussing him. It looks like he did something wrong in that context. Yeah. It, it looks, looks like Levitard retweeted him. Uh, yeah. it looks like it looks he like, looks like Levitard retweeted him. Yeah. <laughs> the zoom in and everything. Um, no, you know what, Ethan? You're right because I, when you said that, I looked at the other pictures. OBJ's catching a football. He's smiling with kids. Smiling with kids is 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 kind of I think it's putting too much on it. But I think yeah, yeah. an action shot of him. Like in a field, like throwing Playing a ball football. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Some Brett, been, Brett, Brett Favre been, Wrangler shit. Like you know, some Brett Favre yeah. Wrangler shit. Yeah, right. that, that, that was a uh, the copper. There was a great photograph around this time last year of him holding his hand out for a high five and a little kid in the middle mm. of jumping up towards it, and it had that whole idea of raising kids up or raising uh, raising minorities up and stuff like that. And this one is kind of just more like it looks like he's depressed or something. Yeah, yeah, if you know that this picture is going to be the the uh, the graphic they use on the news because this is going to be such a big news story, maybe use a better picture. Yeah, that's I mean, all I'm saying. It's, that's fair because when you think about it, like a lot of a lot of like when you talk about what image to use, the like the thought process should be, you know, if someone's walking by a TV on mute, what is what are they going to walk away with, right? Right. And and you're right. The feeling has it's a little bit mugshotty, right? Like almost well, a little bit Willie Horton. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit Willie Horton. Yeah. He should have. They should have had him in costume going. Swift to boat. <laughs> Swift boat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nike, if you're taking notes. That's just something that you got to work. They on. don't listen to your ass. They hate you. No, no, they hate me. They have, I'm, I'm, I'm despised in those. Yeah, you're persona non grata over there, bro. Oh, I don't know what it says about you, Eden. But when, when this broke, my first thought was you're gonna love this and be all oh. over the story. Not really. You know, I just I look at it as something where I'm comfortable talking about the ins and outs in a in a setting like this. But you just look at you just look at social media and it's a big no thank you. It's just no with this particular issue it's It's a circle who jerk. Wants, who wants to engage who wants to engage in a circle jerk? Level? 
uh, with this <laughs> level of emotionality. <laughs> Please cut that too. Yeah. Why well, sounded uh, surprised that someone wouldn't want to? Right, yeah, that was more of a wait. People say no to this. Line me up. <laughs> oh, you got somewhere to be? BCK is it? Send me that yes. event, right? Please, thank you. Oh, one man. iota. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, look. Here's the thing. I'm interested in this, but at the same time, I find it bizarre that so many. Maybe it's overrepresented on Twitter interested in it because somehow we've all become PR consultants to major mm-hmm. corporations and we fancy ourselves the, having Wait, this kind of job. Did you just I, listen to yourself two no, minutes no, ago? No, no, no. I'm interested in it. I don't know why other people are interested in it. I'm interested in the test of the thesis that Republicans Yo. buy sneakers do. I'm interested in it, but it is so strange to me to watch everybody else getting invested in whether this company that doesn't give a fuck about them is going to make money or not. It's bizarre. Yo, it's, I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly why people are interested in it. In the same way that I posted that clip in the chat the other day of the clip from Family Guy where uh, Peter becomes a millennial. <laughs> and he says, he takes one hit of the vape <laughs> and then comes out and says, well, first of all, has a t-shirt that has like new phone who did written on the shirt. <laughs> he's got a man bun. He's got like the quirky glasses or whatever. And he says, I have so many opinions about how I know everything about everything. Every, I don't know so much more about everything than everyone else does. And then he go, proceeds to say, Broad City is a great show. No, Broad <laughs> City is the greatest show ever. No, Broad City is everything. And then his like <laughs> millennial mentors like, You've arrived like, like that. That's why it's because there is this not only Twitter, but all these platforms give people a false sense of importance that, hey, what I have to say matters too. And well, you know what? On, and you that's what oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, and, and and that's not, I'm not just talking about the little nobodies on Twitter, even like the media people and people who actually quote unquote have. Uh, some sort of impact or power with their words, but it, the social media thing amplifies the importance of what we have to say in our minds so much. Like nobody cares. That's that's and again going back to something that Ethan said like two years ago. That that's what the election was about. The election was about all the media people being on Twitter and be like, "Can you believe Trump said this? Can you believe Trump said that?" And meanwhile, the millions of people were voting. They're like, "What's Twitter?" And, that, and that's why like, we think this thing is important. It's not. It's not. Otherwise, we would it's all not, we it, all would have been fired many times. Exactly. It, it, otherwise, it's, I wouldn't be. Otherwise, it's like the people with that. How is he still on air? How? how those are Rachel, my favorite uh, people on Twitter because oh. I know that they're actually mad about it. Right. They're mad about it. They're mad about it because it, it goes it goes to the core of what I'm talking about, which is how is the mean still on air? And there's only one real answer to that. It's because you, the, that space in your life that you have devoted to this place, thinking it is so important and so pivotal, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, Twitter it's, doesn't but, matter, but man. But it, I, I, look, no one is going to be more on board with what you're saying than I am if we're talking about how there's a massive chasm, that, that it is a bubble, that it is a bubble and a rapid consensus emerges in an industry and they don't understand that a lot of people aren't even interfacing with it. But what makes it a little confusing is that a bunch of the thought leaders in our society are on Twitter and yeah. are, 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 are going there. It just seems – it, it, that's that's what's confusing about it. It's almost like it can wag the dog in a way. Yeah, because yeah, uh, like it, it is a source of content when, like, in slow no, times. Like, you believe what this guy said on Twitter? No, Let's no. talk about it on TV. He's, he's, he's also right in the sense that, like, what happened to James Gunn is what happens when 
people who have decision-making power on Twitter, right? Like people at Disney were like bought into something that literally like it was a, a few thousand people who wanted to get outraged about whatever, right? Like they just wanted to be mad because today it's James Gunn, tomorrow it's Amino Hassan, the day after that's whoever, right? And the and the the only separator there is do you have a decision maker who understands I am the elephant and this is the fly? Mm-hmm. Or or do you have a decision maker who thinks like who lives in Horton, here's a who world, uh, where like, oh my God, everything's ending, but you're really just a speck on a flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's an important distinction to know because a lot of people, they just want to stop. They want to stop the controversy. They want to take a fire extinguisher to it and it just seems to make it worse. And it's better to just realize that, you know, they'll move on to something else the next day. It will be somebody else putting the stocks. And You know, you know what my thing though, Ethan, with uh, mm-hmm. Kaepernick, that mm-hmm. is just exhausting is that the reason like when the when the news broke i retweeted and i just said wow like that seemed crazy to me i was like wow nike's like really jumping all in in this shit that's kind of crazy cool it's not the type of subject that i like engaging because the people on the uh, like big rich is not actually engaging in it like a, a genuine way, like intellectually right. or any of that shit. No, like, he's selling tickets. It's a joke. Like yeah. the people who are actually like on the quote unquote other side are on the other side of a thing that actually isn't even what it is. Like, oh, you're disrespecting the truth. Well, we're not talking about the truth. We're talk- well, you're like, it's just like, but then, you but, can't even have that conversation. But, so because, I don't even know the point of doing that. Um, well, shit online. Well, because they're not, they're not, it's, it's, uh, it's intellectually it's dishonest, disingenuous. Right? Yeah. They're not, they're not trying to have the conversation because what Zach just said, it's like big rich ain't trying to have a conversation. He's like, Oh shit. My fans will eat this shit up. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm, and, and, and that's the whole kind of like the, Postmodern, whatever, yeah, malaise that we all live in is that no one's no, taking this shit seriously. Which every, I was told on Ethan, for instance, an mm-hmm. opposite example of that is the I don't know if you're involved in this, but I'm sure Zach is, and maybe a little bit of a me because he's black and he follows a decent enough black people. But the hashtag men are trash meme, right? Where women are constantly on on Twitter on Instagram pointing out some of the bad, toxic, learned behavior of a lot of men in our society and in our culture, right? Which is a conversation that I know both people are arguing, both quote unquote sides are arguing in good faith. Meaning like, I'm not a trash person. Um, You engage in trash behavior, right? right? So it's like, I know both sides or whatever you want to call it are arguing in good faith. So I don't, I'm actually entertained by the conversation. The Kaepernick shit is all bullshit. Like the well, he, convo he, around it. Not yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a good example of, of genuine, uh, genuine kind of conversation. Like when I talk about Donald Glover. Like that's not. I'm not trying to drum up support from the anti-Donald Glover crowd or or racists that think that black people shouldn't be allowed to make TV shows or anything. I'm just talking about it like objectively. I don't see what the big deal is, right? And I'm having that conversation on a very genuine level. And the the way you can tell is because I give him credit for shit. I give him credit for the ability to get a show like uh, Atlanta made and whatever. But so, so you know, I think that's the the main thing when. There is no nuance to your counter argument. 
that's how you know, like, you ain't about, you ain't really about trying to find, like, a common ground or anything like that. You're just fucking, like, beating the drum of a, of that, the, the, uh, the masses, your masses will march to. I've what? always felt like think on, on Twitter you can like it, it's a bit like walking down the street and people start arguing with you and it's like the homeless crazy guy whose mind is yeah. gone but you can't tell because it's on Twitter you're just looking at all these <laughs> oh, right, exactly. and they're all the same exactly. well, I can always, like, I can and, always tell <laughs> and this is with like Zach today who spent half his day fighting with a Russian bot who he knew was a Russian bot oh yeah because it was <laughs> good theater batting practice because this, he, he, yeah, it's batting practice but here's the thing like here's the thing and like you talk about ha, like whoever that rich guy John Rich or whatever. Um, him selling. By the tickets. way, by the way, you, the guy, uh, that guy yeah. won the Celebrity Apprentice in 2011, I think, or something like that. So, oh, also, also I'm pretty sure his his song is the "We'll Be Coming to Your City" on College Game Day. I'm pretty sure that's it. Oh, but you talk about like that, or like why Ethan asking like why do people care? Why are people invested in this and showing it on Twitter? Is it in a way it is marketing and to peel back the white curtain a little bit, like. I think for a lot of people that I see discussing it, and and, and I, I think it's a genuine thing, but it's also a sign of like, hey guys, I'm I'm in. Hey minorities, I'm in. Like I'm I'm with you. Like I think that's a big a big aspect of that conversation. Of like, look, I want to be able to differentiate myself and let you know that one, I think I believe in this cause, and two, like I'm not like you know, hashtag not a white people, right? Like I think that's what it that that's a big part of, I think of at least whole, the outburst. Ethan's whole attitude on Twitter is hashtag not all white media liberal writers. <laughs> <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.